Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the living Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we come to you this day and we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us as we go forth in your world, a world that is so in need of a saving grace that we may be instruments of your love. All this we ask in your holy and your precious name. Amen. So aren't you glad that it's not a week seven of the bread of life? I know your pastors are. But instead of bread of life, we get to talk about the law. So maybe we want to go back to bread of life. No. So the law, when we think of today's gospel text, cannot be avoided. When you look at all of the texts, it cannot be avoided. It is all about what is happening in the process of the law and we as Lutherans sometimes are uncomfortable talking about the law because we're a grace-filled, gospel-centered group of guys and gals and people, and we want, but yet we have this theological doctrine called law and gospel. And we have this process that we think about. And so it's good for us to spend some time talking about the law. But to do so, I want to use Luther's three uses of the law to talk about what that is. And the first use is curb, C-U-R-B, sort of like what's on the street, curb. And that is about keeping things in order. You know, we have things that we, laws that we have so that you are protected and I am protected. In the day of Jesus, those laws were, as we heard, the washing of bronze kettles and pots and cups and, and all those things. Now, I think we all would agree that washing hands is probably just a good sanitary thing to do. But we had laws. And for us today, those laws might be, you know, our traffic laws, for example. You know, we know that I can't be in the right-hand lane and make a left-hand turn across five lanes of traffic. That's probably not a good thing to do. Matter of fact, that's probably not legal. And we know that a stop sign means stop, not just slow down. And green means go. And yield means that we're supposed to yield and all the different things. And those laws are there for what? For our protection and for the protection of those around us. It helps keep good order in society. And we can go through all the different things of life. Even athletics. Football season started and there were lots of little yellow flags that were tossed in the air. Why? Because a law a rule, we call them, right, was broken and a penalty was assessed. And so we have these different things. 
that curb, if you will, keep us in check and keep things in a good order for us. Luther's second use of the law is law as mirror. You know that thing that you look at every morning when you get out of bed? Yes, the one that you go, really, is that a gray hair? Or is there hair at all? Let's see, I, 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 won't, I won't mention who's here with that. Or, you know, did that, where did that wrinkle come from? Or, what's in my teeth? You know, we use that mirror as a reflection of what we see. But Luther's use of the law as mirror is not just that, that physical reflection of what we're seeing in the, in the mirror. It goes deeper. It's, what do you see in your heart? What do you see in your heart? You know, Jesus reminded the Pharisees and the religious leaders that nothing that goes in can defile a person, but the things that come out are what defile a person. And so, what are the things, when we look in our hearts, and we might even call that sin, the things that we hold into ourselves, and things that we don't send out and do as we are called to do, Think about that for a second. We as people of God are called to go and to do things for the sake of Jesus, right? But yet, we sometimes find ourselves holding ourselves in and, and doing things that are better for us. I mean, look at the world in which we live. There's racism and sexism and there's environmental degradation and there is rampant consumerism. And we all somehow benefit from each of that, those things. But what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? That is sin. Matter of fact, one, one, one professor said this about sin. It's the only theological item that doesn't need to be discussed because we all haven't, we all have experienced it. We know it's there. And so where are we in, the, in that mirror as we look deep within ourselves? Are we those ones that are easily pointing our fingers and saying, you, 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 and you aren't doing what is right and forgetting that we're also included in that? Or are we the people who, whatever is best for me, and not worry about those who need that help? You see, when we look in that mirror, the second law that Luther's use of the law, Luther's wanting us to look deep inside. And there's one thing that is clear that comes from that. The law cannot save us. 
The law cannot save us. We need that first use to stay of order, but that look, when we look in the law, that, in the mirror, that second use, it cannot be saved. The only thing that comes from that is a truism that we know that we are saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. That we are saved because God sent his only son who died on the cross and who was raised from the dead so that we would have new life. You see, that mirror shows our inadequacies, the things that we could do better. But that promise of new life through Jesus is part of that third use of the law, which is law as guide, G-U-I-D-E, law as guide. Because, you see, freed, freed by the promise of the Holy Spirit and the gift of God through Jesus Christ, we are now free to go. We are free to go and to do the things that need to be done. We are free to go and to live our lives so others will come to know of the gift and promise of God through Jesus Christ. We are free to live our lives so all will know that God is Lord of all. Matter of fact, Luther even came, got to the point where he said about the third about the third use of the law, that it was good and tasty. In other words, he realized that if we just live ourselves, live our lives with the first use of the law or the second use of the law, we are going to be suffering under what St. Paul reminds us, that the power of sin is the law. But if we also use the third use of the law, we can start to live our lives and use the law as it is intended. Think about that. I'm sure Jesus wanted his disciples to have good hygiene and to clean. But it wasn't that that he was worried about. It was about what came out of the heart. It was that the Pharisees wanted everybody to live in this man-made structure. These traditions. And so Jesus was using the spirit of the law to say it's not what goes in, but it's what comes out. And we can use the spirit of the law to, to go in forth in the name of the Lord to go forth to share the promise of God. To go. So that all people will know of the love of Jesus. Because, you see, you and I washed in the waters of baptism died with Christ and raised with Christ to new life. At God's table, fed and nourished, forgiven of our sins so that we can go forth in his name to, to a broken world. And so I hope that you use this opportunity as you come forward to look inside 
What are the things in that mirror saying? And hear the promise of forgiveness in your life through Jesus. Hear those promises that you are forgiven. And as we leave, go forth as children who understand those laws but are ready to proclaim the gospel, the promise of God's love so that all people, all people will come to know what we have first come to know through the gift of Jesus. Amen.